0: Hi there, and welcome to another episode of African Business Stories, your insight into female innovators and entrepreneurs building and running businesses in Africa. I'm your host, Ekego Koye, and on the show today, we're celebrating International Women's Day. This whole month is Women's History Month, and as I commented to a friend recently, we should just call 2021 the year of the woman. It's been an amazing year for women in leadership. On March 1st, Dr. Ngozi Okonjiwala took over the reins as the Director General of the World Trade Organization, the first woman and first African to hold that position. There's honestly nothing more empowering as seeing people who look like you succeed. We wish her well, knowing she may be the first, but certainly not the last. Today, I'll be chatting with one of my mentors, Tokwe Iluyemi. Tokwe is Senior Director, Global Government Relations for Africa at Procter & Gamble. She rose from a graduate entry position role to become one of the most senior leaders in P&G in Africa. She champions women advocating for gender equality and works tirelessly to see SMEs in Africa grow, helping them plug into global value chains. As we celebrate women and our role in leadership, I asked her to sit with me and talk about some values and principles that are relevant whether you're building a career or building a business. We talked about being intentional, mentorship, the value of building networks, and much more. Let's get into it. Hi Topoe, welcome to African Business Stories. Hi Akego, thank you for inviting me. It's a real pleasure and an honor to be here. It's an honor for me to, you know, for, for someone I admire so greatly. I've been looking forward to the opportunity to tell your story, you know, and to share some of your wisdom with, with the rest of the world. So thank you again for doing this. Thank you, Akego. So yeah, so I know that you're born and raised in Nigeria and I wanted to start like right from the beginning, you know, and if you could maybe share some of your fondest childhood memories of growing up. Oh
1: wow, you're taking me back memory lane quite far, <laughs> you know, um, but I had a lovely childhood. I had an experiential childhood um, as well. I, what well, well, the things that I really enjoyed, apart from obviously playing with my friends in the neighborhood actually enjoyed going to school. I enjoyed my my last school because I at one point had to go to a state school where I had you know, I didn't have a good experience. You know, they were teaching us in you know maybe what we call vernacular. and it, it really wasn't wasn't inspiring. But after a year in that school and my parents realized that it wasn't such a great school, we ended up in a, in a fantastic private school. Where I made lots of good friends, some of whom I'm still friends with even today. And that was great. Now, another thing that I enjoyed about my own childhood, you know, growing up, teenage years, was my parents also moved around a bit. My dad got an expert assignment uh, in the multinational company he was working for to head the um, sister company in Kenya. So every holiday, I took a trip. You know, I was the envy of my friends so i really enjoyed that you know i would come back to the boarding house with provisions from our way you know and my my our way was very different from everyone else's our way because most people would, would go to uh, for summer holiday in the uk or other places but i went every holiday every single holiday so three times a year guaranteed i was in kenya if my parents had their way i'd be there for midterm as well sometimes i have to draw myself back oh you know know, i want to play with my friends in nigeria because i was staying with my cousins and we had a fantastic time together because we're all around the same age so i had a very happy childhood a very supported um childhood i also grew up in a big family so we're a family of six girls and one boy of which i'm the second so it's very very exciting i'm never without friends even up till today we're still very
0: close so i had a really really happy and exciting childhood that must have been so much fun. Um, so you studied pharmacy at university. Was Procter & Gamble, P&G, was that your first job after university? Interesting. I can almost say I've been
1: working all my life uh, because I'm entrepreneurial in nature. I'll tell you a little story. So when I graduated uh, from university, I obviously like most people were going abroad, you know, especially in, the, uh, in, in professions like myself. So, you know, a lot of my friends in medical school. So I wanted to try um, that out. And, you know, my dad, I told my dad my, that, you know, I wanted to go to the UK. He was supportive, like, you know, decide what you want to do, but maybe just go try out, living there for a short while and then coming back. So I spent about two months in the UK. Uh, interestingly, by that time, I had been offered a job at PNG. but I also told my my hiring manager at the time that um, I had a trip ahead of me and I couldn't start for about three months. And I was like, "Fine, it's okay. We'll, you know, we'll, we'll wait when whenever you're back." So I went to the UK, and when I came back, I came back with two suitcases of uh, clothing, you know, and other materials. Some were, some were meant for me to start my new job, and some was meant for sale. But I ended up selling everything so <laughs> i made money when i was in school as well during the breaks um you know the asu strikes back then i was always busy doing something as a pharmacist you know uh, when i qualified as a pharmacist i could also do uh, what you call the locum uh, job so my first job you know was my internship program which i served in a in, in a hospital but it was it was almost like a half day um, role because it was in the military hospital in the afternoon I'd resume my locum job. I've always been entrepreneurial, you know, I people say I can sell ice to an Eskimo. <laughs> I'm, I'm like that. So I joined PNG to expand my knowledge, to learn new things, to learn structure, to learn how multinational organizations work with the hope that you know one day I will then you know consolidate all that knowledge and my own um, love uh, for selling and consolidate that into you know my own business. That was my intention when I joined PNG.
0: But you've been at PNG for twenty-two years so far. Yes,
1: like I said, I joined. You know, I wanted to just get the experience and you know start my own job, uh, my own business. So, well, twenty-two years later, I guess all that is water under the bridge. And you probably wonder how I've been there for so long. It's rare. So, first of all, uh, PNG is one of those very few multinationals around the world who still have a promote from within policy now because of this policy Mm. it makes us develop policies that will help to grow our people inspire them and enable them to maximize their potential even while in png so you may have seen also uh, from my bio that i've had a broad set of experiences in png
0: this is one mm. of the things that
1: has um, obviously kept me uh, this long. I have been supported uh, throughout my career. I have had the opportunity and the exposure to different roles, different geographies, different cultures. I mean, in the 22 years that I've been in PNG, I might as well have been in four different companies for all the experience that I've gathered. So that has inspired, excited and you know, continually motivated me. In addition, to all the uh, various um, policies that support me as a person and as a woman in in the company.
0: So what do you say to young people who are trying to, to navigate their careers or their businesses in terms of being intentional? What do you say to young people trying to navigate?
1: Well, I don't think there is an option to being intentional about where you want to be. We tell everybody to start with a goal. Where do you want to be five years from now ten years from now so just like i started my story when i joined png i had a three-year horizon you know that and i knew exactly what i wanted to do when i joined png but what i did not know at the time i was joining was what png had to offer me so but when i got into the company i adjusted these goals changed my strategy to ensure Mm. that i got the best of where i was obviously in roles uh, that I was enjoying and in many cases as well. There's also life, life happens. Does the career or the job that you have, does it support you when life happens? I joined the company as a single girl and today I have teenage um, children. So they basically lead through, uh, PNG. Uh, So they understand, you know, they've been with me through my moves. They've been with me through the different changes and, you know, they are thriving as well. So what would I tell young people today? You have to be intentional about where you want to be. Have a long-term vision, but also be flexible. Give room for the fact that life does happen. But when life happens, are you in a place where, first of all, there are values aligned with yours i think for me that is the biggest thing uh, and the biggest contributor to my long-term uh career in png i'm with a company where the values align you know perfectly with mine so what kind of values we're talking about here trust integrity ownership you know passion for winning i want to win i want to be a winner um anywhere i am and you I, i dare say uh png is a winner in many cases so i say don't be a bystander in issues that concern you. Be a part of the solution. Be a part of designing that strategy that will affect you and affect others down the line. You know, for for you know, build not just for now, but you know, for generations. So it's one thing for me now. I start with okay, where do I want to be? Uh, and, and you know, I, I talk to my boss about it. Many times I put down the strategy, I design the strategy, and we have a conversation. About it, you know, but you have to be flexible. This is not about making a demand. Your your manager can see that you're you're thinking not just for yourself but also for the business. When you put it that way, it's easy to get you know support, it's easy to get um you know the things you want to get done to you know done. I grew up in the company with one saying that the interests of the business and that of the individual are inseparable. An unhappy employee cannot deliver um, for you. And when the employee is happy, they go over and above to do, to build the business. You know, we also have one saying about, you know, um, being a force for good and a force for growth. You can't be just about the work. You can't just be about the business. The, the business too can't just be about the business. It's got to be also about the people. So we, we invest both ways. need you need to have a plan but you need to be flexible contribute to your growth be intentional about where you want to be at any point in time and make sure that you're delivering on both the business as well as you know building other people to ensure that you can be where you want to be now if it so happens because life you know life can throw us a curveball at any time if it so happens at any point that you know you you don't seem to be achieving your goal reassess the situation reassess the environment and devise a new strategy the one important thing that i would always say is be a part of that solution be the one who drives the strategy of your life be the one who determines what success is not anybody else not what other people are doing not where everybody is going, because not everybody has your situation.
0: That's fantastic, and I guess that relates to people in their career or even in building businesses. Speaking to those two groups of, of women who are, you know, a bulk of our audience—women p- who are building their career and building a business—can you speak to the value of mentorship and being part of a network? How how has that, if at all, helped you in your career? So you may have heard
1: the saying that your Network is your net worth. Networks are more valuable than money because you can't buy it. You know, you can't buy your networks. You have to build it. You have to develop it. You have to nurture it. And, you know, it will certainly yield for you down the line. So I've had the, the grace to have been in different roles in different countries. I have acquired and built networks along the line. You know, of course, you you have like you know uh, a lot of contacts. It's different from networks. If you don't develop your contacts, then they do not become networks. Then even within your networks, you also need to prioritize what you need at any point in time. You have to be intentional about building those networks that you want to grow and be able to utilize down the f- future. It takes time. It takes investment. You know, it takes being intentional to grow these uh, networks. Now, mentorship, I would then also touch on. Mentoring is very important. You mentor up and down. I'm engaged in a lot of mentoring a number of other people, men and, and women. But I also enjoy the reverse mentorship that comes from these people. There's stuff that young people know that you will learn, even if it's, even if it's simply the trend um, that is going on. But there's a lot that I learned from mentoring other people. So for me, that's really what I enjoy about it. I've also had mentors, very good mentors. In recent times, I've been part of uh, Mrs. Ibu Shika's 360 Executive Series. That has had a huge impact on my life, you know, both personally as well as professionally. You also need among your mentors to make sure that you have a right cycle of people who can motivate, inspire, and encourage you either in, you know, whether you in your career or whether you're an entrepreneur, there's no one person who is a you know, repository of knowledge. You can learn something different from different people at different times. So I strongly um, encourage this. And for those of you who are mentoring, also take some time to listen to the people, to your mentees, to the people you're mentoring, to see what you also learn uh, from them. For me, that is the biggest reward that I get from mentoring um, other people. I tell them upfront, like this is gonna be a two-way street. If I'm not enjoying it, this is not gonna be fun for either one of us. So you need to be prepared uh, to, to be as open and as committed to this relationship as much as um, I, I, I am. That mentorship is not always a formal arrangement. I actually benefit more from the informal mentoring. Again, I choose people carefully based on their values. If your values align with mine, I find it more comfortable to talk to you and take um, your ideas. So I'm very intentional about it and you know I, I follow through um, with, with those people. The last thing I will talk about this um, uh, networks is sponsorships. Sponsorships are also important, um, especially for people uh, in the you know, who are trying to grow their, their career. Uh, it's important to find who would, who are the people who are interested in what you do and in, you know, putting you forward. You know, but of course, you need to first build that network. It starts with, uh, they may not necessarily be your mentors, but you need to build them, that network. They must be um, a significant member of your network where you also invest time and, you know, input in, take an interest in what they do. Um, as well, help them to succeed so that they can help you
0: succeed. Thanks a lot, Topper. You're dropping so many great nuggets. Earlier on, you were talking about be the one who drives the strategy of your life, be the one who determines what success is. And I mean, over the years, I've learned so much from you. I've learned a lot from just hanging out with you, watching you around your children and and also seeing you in action in the boardroom. And, you know, one of the things I struggle with, and I'm sure that many women like me struggle with is balancing. And some women don't like to be asked this because they say men don't get asked. When I get the opportunity to sit with women like you who have built a career, built a business and raised children in the process, I honestly want to know how you did it and how it was for you. So I guess my question is, you know, how have you managed to balance it all? It's an interesting question,
1: um, Akego, because when I was growing In my career and also growing a family, I didn't really think about it as balancing. Hmm. I saw it as life. Okay. So I hear you when you say that a number of people don't like to be asked this question because men don't get asked this question. But guess what? I'm not a man. And I don't want to be a man. A Hmm. man will not have well, you can't get pregnant and have babies. So by nature, okay, I'm designed um for that. And I must then find ways to ensure. That I meet my own personal goals and also be able to perform my God-given role of being a wife and a mother. So for me, I live life. Um, it's not easy, actually, even if you ask uh, women who are not working, it's still not easy. So you need to be, again, back to being intentional about what you want. You, want, you know you want to have a career and a family. What is required? For somebody like me who you know, I have had a highly mobile um, career, even though with the same, with the same company, um, you know, like I said, I started working in PNG as a single girl. I got married while in PNG. I've had kids while I've been in PNG. Life has happened while I've been in, 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 the, in the company. One thing I always do with every assignment or every role that I take, family first, you mm-hmm. must never take your eye away from what is most important. Now, I've been blessed as well because I can't really say it's just what I did or I had the formula and I did, I can tell you that if you do A, B, C, then it's going to work. First of all, everybody's situation is different. Everybody's needs are different. You need to analyze your needs and then figure out what it's going to take to make you succeed. Starting with making that decision that I want to be a working wife and mother. A few things that I can share. Uh, though, is like I said, prioritize the family. Every move I make has to work for my family. If it doesn't work for my family, I'm not going. I always have this vision of myself when my son was what, nine months old? Laptop in one hand, baby baby Bjorn on, <laughs> on, on, on the other hand, and we were boarding flights um, together. Because what you know what? I've got to work, and I've got to have this baby. And besides, I want my own children to also grow up, especially my daughter, to grow up knowing that you got this you can do this so i have to live that life one the way i want it lived and also feel that i owe it to my daughter to show you that like you know if you want to do it, you can so i take them everywhere i literally take my babies everywhere then as they grew older i explained my work to them many times i'm away quite often i must not leave out the fact that i have a very very supportive husband and that has really helped despite the fact that you know we're both career people and oftentimes in different places he doesn't mind dropping everything and flying miles across the ocean to come and help me babysit if i really really had to be somewhere so i'm the same thing you know i do for him so that is one very significant thing that makes a huge difference so i tell my children about the work that i do what is this exactly that i do why it is important and sometimes when i have the opportunity i take them to work. By the way, this was also um, a lesson that I learned from my own boss, my female boss. I've had lots of female bosses, fantastic women leaders, by the way. So she told me, she told me this, and I practiced this, and I saw that it worked. So I'm passing that gem down to other young working moms there as well. When you do have the the opportunity, it's going to make your life easier. Down the line. My daughter can tell you stories about what her mother do- does. She's so protective of me. Like if I come home and I can't do anything, I just want to rest. Look, mommy has had a really tough day. She <laughs> to, says, no, she protects me. She even will tell her dad, <laughs> no daddy, don't bother mommy today. She's tired, <laughs> you know, because she's been through my day. You got, ladies, you are going to save yourselves a lot of headache down the line, you know, if you do this. So, um, those are the, those are really basically the things I do. And then, you know, a lot of grit. It's not easy. I have to tell you it's not, but when you are intentional and you're determined to do something, you will find a way.
0: That's awesome. Thank you for sharing. Thank you so much for sharing. Um, as part of your work, you do a lot to empower women. Not only in Nigeria but but across Africa. So, in terms of the work you're doing at PNG, can you share a little bit about some of the initiatives that you've put together and deployed, you know, on the continent to support female entrepreneurs and, and SMEs? Wow, one of my favorite topics.
1: <laughs> As you know, uh, you know PNG is a strong supporter of women. I mean, even I am testimony um, to how fantastic the company is in terms of developing women. So we take this externally as well. and there are several programs you know starting with the young girls and education, you know getting into women entrepreneurs and you know empowering women to really live their best life. So we have a program called the Always Keeping Girls in School um, program, which is to educate young girls about the changes that happen in their bodies, you know, this, there, there are several studies that have shown that um, girls drop out of school during their periods because they don't have access to adequate protection like sanitary pads. So it's been studied. We have studies that have been um, independently checked um, through the. Uh, there is a college in Virginia that ran the, the study, and we we instituted the always keeping girls in school to reduce the dropout rates of girls in school. Uh, especially that happens during their period. So you can imagine if you don't come to school five days every month, add that up. It does, it does count um, towards the pass rates of these girls. So this program uh, gives uh, free sanitary pads um, to, a year's worth actually of sanitary pads to these girls. Usually we run it in the rural areas or the semi-rural areas. And we also educate them about the changes that happen in their body enabling them to have confidence to help them build their confidence during this period we all know that whenever girls hit puberty they hit the, their their confidence hits the lowest levels in their lives everybody needs every girl needs support at this period many times they don't really understand what is happening in their bodies and in our cultures where people don't talk about these things you know menstruation is still taboo i mean we have kids all over the place and still we can't talk about menstruation You know uh in some cultures you know uh women or girls are cast aside during their during Mm. their periods you know until they're they're considered you know unclean or impure so so we need to talk about these things and help our young girls and our society to see this as normal it is normal it's a normal um bodily function and it's been going on guys for centuries so from the day we're all created so it really shouldn't be anything shrouded in, in mystery so we we bust those uh myths we help to build yes. the girls confidence and we provide them uh with the scientific paths and we've seen uh, if i use kenya as an example uh the location where we run the studies we've seen uh, a 30 percent increase in the girls attendance and eventual outcomes in school so these programs really work we also have, you know, uh, for the women entrepreneurs, we have lots of programs. We just ran our SME Academy, which was flagged off by the Vice President of Nigeria, Professor Yemi Oshimbaijo, as well as the Minister of Industry, Trade and Investment, Otumba Adeni Yadebayo, who were partnered along with Bank of Industry. So this reached out not just to women, but to everybody. But we also have a Women Entrepreneurship Development Program focused specifically on women entrepreneurs, we run this program through UN Women and We Connect, and this is aimed at providing basic business skills to women-owned businesses, enabling them to integrate into global value chains like ourselves. So these are just one of the many programs. We have a program with UNESCO as well, mm. uh, where we are we, in the last five years we reached over 110,000 girls with uh, basic education and literacy skills as well as helping to empower women to develop entrepreneurship skills. So we have a, a lot of programs, but I'll just uh, limit it to those.
0: Those are some excellent initiatives. So Topay, what's next for you?
1: So like I said, um, you define your own future. You define where you want to go. I see uh, myself you know, continuing to acquire the right skills to achieve my own goals, both personal goals as well as professional goals. I don't believe the sky is not the limit i've had a fantastic career and a fantastic journey so far but more importantly i see myself impacting other people so i'm beginning even to see the results of some of the interventions that i've had with other people and that makes me really really fulfilled so for me the sky is not the limit we'll keep going as high as uh, as possible but never lose the fact that for me the biggest reward is seeing lives impacted, seeing other women have a seat at the table, seeing other women grow as well. And I'm committed and contributing my part to ensuring that I play that, that role.
0: That's fantastic. So as we celebrate International Women's Day, I wonder if, if you could give one piece of advice to, to women building their businesses or building their career, um, what would that advice be? So again, I'll just repeat, you are the architect of your own
1: future or be the architect of your own future. Don't leave your career or your, you know, or your business decisions to just other people. Be a key player because you're the one who knows where you want to take this to and you need to then devise strategies to ensure that you get there. I'll also add one thing I see that seems to limit a lot of women is our beliefs, you know, our mindset sometimes because many women in many cultures are repressed i would say uh, you are not supposed to shine you're not supposed to speak up you have to be seen and not heard thankfully a lot of that is um, is you know being debunked but there because many of us have grown up in that culture you have to be intentional about breaking it you need to i will call it giving yourself permission to shine okay you can you are allowed to shine and there's nothing wrong with it a guy will go out there and sell himself you know like no tomorrow many of us women because you know we've been told you know to you know keep it down even as bosses you're told to like you know like keep it low you know because if you speak up too much then you know you're you know you may get negative words like ooh she's aggressive but you know you're not aggressive you're being assertive you know you know what you want and you're going for it permit yourself you know to shine permit yourself to sell the good work that you do because you're doing it. So let people know. Let people see uh, the good work that uh, that you do. Don't feel... This is not about being shy. This is not... I don't even find this in women who are shy. I'm talking very broadly now about women, um, you know, cultural perceptions and beliefs and, you know, how you can overcome that and how you can use that to help you grow and develop uh, your, your career.
0: Thank you so much and happy International Women's Day.
1: Happy International Women's Day to you, Akedwo. And thank you for doing this and helping to heal other women. Thank you.
0: Thank you. That was Topwa Iluyemi, Senior Director, Global Government Relations for Africa at Procter Gamble. I hope you enjoyed this special episode. Our goal is that these stories will inspire and multiply success on our continent. Thank you so much for listening and to the ladies, happy International Women's Day. I'm Akego Okoye and you have been listening to African Business Stories.